Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is a Tuesday afternoon. So much that we've got uh, going on. So thankful to uh, our good friend Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears for dropping by, spending an extended uh, period of time uh, with her. Really just, uh, look, I love Winsome Sears. I love what she's done as Lieutenant Governor. This new book of hers is out. Uh, Just great stuff. So if you have a chance, check that out. I'm going to get... my social media director, P.J. Morrissey, to get that up in the uh, Jeff Katz Book Club. Uh, somebody who provides invaluable advice each and every week is my buddy Craig Peterson. Keeps his eyes on everything tech-related and cyber-related. But, Craig, this week, before we dive into any of that, your most recent newsletter was so spot-on with so many things, including... The nation of Sweden, well, they just made me smile ear to ear. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And it wasn't just because of the whole thing with the COVID shots and lockdown. Yeah, they've they've decided that, you know what, we need power. And solar power and wind power are just not reliable. So Sweden has abandoned all of this unstable green energy agenda stuff and said, hey, we're going to have nuclear power. And this new nuclear is not only intrinsically safe, you can literally have that nuclear plant shipped from the plant where it's manufactured, buried in the ground, dig it up 20 years later. No one has to operate it. No one has to look at it. But for 20 years, it's delivering clean power. And it is using the waste from the rest of our nuclear reactors to make power. We've got over a hundred years worth of waste that can be turned into nuclear power that gives us power all day, all night, when it rains, when it snows, and it doesn't get destroyed by hail. Yeah, we're gonna. T- I want to talk about that as well. And I'm again. I'm just so thrilled that you're covering this and letting your readers know about. It. And I've been sharing it uh, here because obviously the uh, the hacks in the uh, the legacy news media can't be bothered covering it because it you know you know there's no agenda at work here. Just honest stuff and and, and honest reporting, and it doesn't fit with the uh, the prescripted narratives. But yeah, the the Swedes now will take the lead in producing green energy. I say green because allegedly green is all about clean. So, hey, it's Mm. as clean as you get, right? 
<laughs> it is. Although I, I don't know that Greta Thunberg would yeah. would agree with us here, but but it is. It is as green as you can possibly get. Plenty of power for those electric cars, which are not green, yeah. uh, and it it just makes so much sense. If you have a need for, let's say you need one gigawatt, right, in order to get your car going back to the future mm-hmm. uh, of, of electricity, okay, great, we need a gigawatt. What happens when it's nighttime? What happens when it's rainy, cold, uh, there's no wind, et cetera, et cetera? You still need that gigawatt of electricity. And so what Sweden has realized is, wait a minute, guys, uh, it's unreliable we still have to produce that gigawatt of electricity no matter what. So forget about it. it. It's fine on the fringes to have some of these windmills and solar fields, but sure. no, it isn't good enough to run a real country. Well, now you mentioned uh, solar fields. Another, another thing here was, uh, what was it, one piece of hail destroyed the entire uh, solar plant? Uh, <laughs> Right? One, yeah. one, one hailstone. I, I can go outside and get hit with a hailstone. I can still go inside and make dinner. Yeah, you can. Exactly. This is a multi-million dollar solar farm that was set up in Nebraska. Or, excuse me, in Omaha. And uh, it was hit by a single storm that had hail. And that hail smashed it completely. Multiple millions of dollars worth of damage. It has to be completely replaced if they are going to bother replacing it. You know, remember Gavin Newsom, who is the, the governor of California, and is just this green nutcase. And I hate to say green because it's really just a socialist plot, right? It really is to, to control all of this stuff. But even Gavin Newsom really I'm kind of almost secretly signed an extension for the license to operate a big nuclear power plant there in California because even he has realized that, you know, Greta is not correct here. <laughs> well, uh, there's a reason that I do not listen to children for the most part when it comes to making <laughs> life decisions, but that's only spoken as the father of three marvelous kids. Uh, You mentioned the electric vehicles. Now, uh, you may or may not know, I I got a dear friend, uh, every Saturday morning we do a a car show. He is, uh, I I refer to him as the car whisperer. I mean, there's nobody better when it comes to tech. And we talk about EV stuff all the time and people get angry. But the reality Mm -hmm. is the batteries on an electric vehicle, good Lord, the the replacement cost. He showed me a receipt he saw. It was like $25,000 for one of these things. But you're also talking about how they're actually destroying the roads that they're driving on. Oh, yeah, this is terrible, right? We've First of all, we have the problem of not collecting gas taxes on electric vehicles. So, right. you know, you drive your car, you drive your truck. You know, diesel is way cheaper to manufacture than gasoline is, and yet it's more expensive. Why? Well, because the trucks cause a lot of damage on our roads. So the diesel fuel includes those taxes, as does your gasoline, for the damage that's caused to the roads so we can maintain our roads. EVs, they don't use a gallon of fuel at all. They're not paying any road taxes. And as it turns out, these average EVs that are out there, we're talking about 1,800 to over 2,000 pounds just for the batteries. 
It's absolutely incredible. So they're tearing up the holes, uh, roads. They're making holes in those roads. It, it, the, the, just the batteries take as much weight and they weigh as much as about 50 cars I checked online. That includes the Toyota Corolla, the Honda Civic, and about 45 other models all weigh less than just the batteries in the electric vehicles. Oh, well, again, we put the socialists in charge or the socialists that put themselves in charge. Uh, you, mm. you know, uh, Craig, to get a, a peek ahead at where all this nonsense is going, uh, my, my lovely bride, who you know hates uh, everything you like, you like tech-wise, but, but she's actually a good person. She, she listens to all of this British talk radio, and you know what the Brits mm. are doing? They're calling for more government control because that will save the planet, you see. And if the government would just say to the Brits, oh, no, you're not allowed to travel by airplane anymore, it would help. And if they did, and I'm thinking, my God, this is why you people don't have an empire anymore. You're just pathetic, <laughs> lime-sucking little weasels. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's that, all part of that 15-minute project that they're trying to push internationally including here in some cities in the u.s where you will only fly once every two years it'll never be more than a three-hour flight and you shouldn't be driving anywhere more than about 15 minutes away basically walking distance because that's the only thing that can possibly save the earth which is just total garbage. You know, I've got another thing in, in this week's newsletter about how now we've got even more climate scientists coming out yep. saying, uh, this, is, this is crazy. We are literally killing people. We are burning our food with the corn that we're using in order to put the alcohol into the gasoline, yep. which is causing... Uh, deaths, literally some starvation, riots. And now with what's been happening in Ukraine, who has been the, the breadbasket of Europe now for uh, decades, not being able to ship much of their grain, we're, we're crazy. We're absolutely crazy. So she's got a book out now called Climate Uncertainty and Risk, Rethinking Our Response. She's a geoscientist, Judith Curry. And she, in 2007, joined the consensus. She was supporting the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, mm -hmm. and it was authoritative, and we've got to do this, uh, or else yep. we're going to kill everybody. She backed out of that entirely after, do you remember ClimateGate, the hacking in 2009? Yeah. Yeah where all of these emails were hacked and stolen. And it turned out that these so-called climate scientists were all getting together and were coordinating their lies. We're fabricating data. We're changing data on the, the, the temperatures from these stations. And so she said, listen, this, this is crazy. And she has come out completely against this now. Hey, uh, uh, Craig, I hate to do it. I got I got a break here, but I'm going to send everybody to CraigPeterson.com. Please go to CraigPeterson.com. Catch up on everything he's got. Sign up for that newsletter, CraigPeterson.com. 445, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.